0: Welcome to another episode of Fishing Without Bait, our continuing adventure into full impact mindfulness. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. The only admission price is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And tonight I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike, welcome to the Discomfort Zone. Welcome. It's
1: good to be back in the Discomfort Zone. Yes.
0: Uh. Could you maybe give your conception of a discomfort zone? A discomfort
1: zone. So, well, we talk. This is this is also disjointed and and, and opposite of our comfort zones, right? Like finding ourselves in a good, easy place to calm ourselves. So, this would be quite the opposite, right? It would be where you feel uncomfortable. I don't want to use the same word, but that's all I got in mind right now. Where you feel, um, you know, you 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 feel
0: outside of that area. Of you're you're sticking your neck out, maybe a little bit. Well, you're exploring, I call it exploring opportunities. And you and I've often talked about the difference between a risk and a gamble.
1: There's a risk, and then they're like, you know, one's a little more calculated than the other one, right?
0: Yes. Well, a gamble, you can lose everything. Yes. A risk you can recover from. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, there's a term in business, ROI, return on investment. Okay. So when we're in our comfort zone, how much actually are we investing?
1: kind of what you expect like you know nothing
0: to uh, grow at that point right that's correct mm-hmm. so ships in a harbor stay safe do they not yes however they never get anywhere right right I mean, but that ship will be there that but sh- it didn't that ship will continue to be there yeah however would you be an investor in that ship unless you just want to sit in a harbor yes, it'd be nice
1: to just own a boat Right. Isn't so, that all the people are like, I want to have a boat and then they just
0: leave it because they never actually use it. <laughs> well, so in the past, you and I used to frequently have what we would term as challenge podcasts mm-hmm. where we would challenge people to Ooh. do something different in a day. It's been a while since we've used to, do, since we done one of these. Huh? It's been a while since we've had a challenge podcast. Mm-hmm. So, it's good to challenge people in a positive way to take some risks. I'm not talking about becoming an astronaut or the front man or front woman for a rock band, okay? What I'm talking, it's like saying, this person would never go out with me. I won't even bother to ask. Oh, I'd never apply for that job. They wouldn't want to have anything to do with a person like me. How would you know? oh
1: yeah what a hundred percent of the shots you don't take you miss right that's correct so I, I which is actually something that's been in my head a lot the last couple of days with uh, certain opportunities that i've been on you know that I've been considering um and it's just like oh you know why am i bothering that i was like wait why aren't you asking why aren't you asking you know somebody to be uh take part in this you know uh, take be a part of your podcast be a part of this see if they want to interview see if they want to do a project you know you don't ask and you keep putting off asking and it's just like well, well just just take the shot
0: give me your thoughts on the reason that people avoid making those type of choices mike i
1: i think i think the biggest one is fear of well, fear 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 but to boil that down a little more fear of rejection fear of that fear of sometimes fear of it actually working and you'll have to execute and we're like, oh, oh, this happened. Oh, no, I have to do this thing now. Oh, wait, am I good enough to do this thing that I'm asking to do and I completely want to do? Like all
0: those, every level of that. So you've conjured up our old friend fear. hmm Yes. And, you know, in that 12-step world, we talk about uh, people deal with a 100 forms of fear throughout their lives. And it's a corroding thread that goes through people's lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe you might ask that attractive person out uh, and what if they actually say yes (laughs) what is scarier them
1: saying yes or them saying no they get to say no you go back to the drawing board and you're in that comfort zone of nobody loves me has been justified da 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 they say yes it was like oh I got I got it what movie should we see where should we go What what do we like to eat what happens next you know Uh, and sometimes, and sometimes people aren't prepared for that or even have that next step question in their head and they're absolutely taken back by that.
0: Yes, they are. So when you adventure into something, be prepared for any outcome, which is the essential concept of fishing without bait, Mm -hmm. a lifetime without setting definitive expectations.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so I mean, and, and that, that, that settles for so much. One of those things we're talking about, like with a project, the, uh, a relationship, I don't have any expectations of what this relationship will, will be like, what this job will be like. You know, it'd be nice to have that job relationship with this, but you're not going to know what's going to be asked of you,
0: you know, just that you, you, you're moving forward. We don't know. And our minds generally, uh, what we talk about in the, Cognitive behavioral therapy is the difference between dissonance and consonance. Mm -hmm. Dissonance is when there's a disconnect between what you're thinking and what your actions are. And our minds tend to seek consonance, even calm water. Let me give you an example. Dealing with a person once, not a patient, it was an outside person, and they were telling me, Oh, my, I drink so many energy drinks, and I know it has so many chemicals in it, and I know it has so much sugar, and I really shouldn't drink so many of them. So there's the dissonance, what they're thinking and what they're doing. There's a disconnect. However, without missing a moment, that person went right into consonant stating, however, it tastes so good, Mm -hmm. and it helps me focus, and I get so much done
1: so you need to start breaking that down, right? And be like, okay, is what you're getting done worse than that effect that that thing is happening on that you're worried about? Is the worry, more, you know, worse than what you're accomplishing based on this, right? And and you have to break that down into like, no, this is more important to actually change your habit.
0: Sure. I'm going to ask this person not. I'm going to ask this person to a prom or a dance or a party that I'm going to. And you have all this anticipatory anxiety and your mind is saying, I really wanna I want to ask her, but I'm afraid of the outcome. So there's that disconnect and that consonants come in with saying your mind reaches the consonants in the level water by saying, Oh, that person wouldn't go out with me anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then all the, the fire's out, the calming waters are smooth again. So again, the discomfort zone. Uh, we had a podcast i think about 150 years ago mike it feels like it right <laughs> <laughs> which means it was a year ago <laughs> where we talked about where we talked about the optimum level of anxiety you and i were just talking earlier about that sweet that sweet zone that sweet spot mm-hmm. of anxiety if we didn't have some anxiety would we even get off the couch
1: no, no. I, if you're just like, I want to be uh, comfortable. You you yourself would be like that ship physically by not leaving your bed yes. in the morning. And it was like, well, I'm safe. It's like,
0: yes. Well, mm-hmm. there's a Zen philosophy that says, leave your bed in the morning as if you're casting off a pair of old shoes. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Leave your bed in the morning as if you're casting off a pair of old shoes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many
0: people roll around in bed and it's a... It's quite an, uh, quite an exhibition, just to get out of bed.
1: <laughs> I definitely experienced that a little bit. Uh, so, and there needs to be a purpose, you know. Like there needs to be a I need to get out of bed. There's no excuses, you know. And it's like, oh, I can
0: I can do a little bit. Nothing's really weighed not me. Well, I like Admiral McRaven's talk when he gave a talk a few years ago uh, at Texas A&M University uh, about his. Becoming a Navy SEAL and really what it was was ten real points on motivating yourself through life. And his flaw is his technique of getting out of bed is to have a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, and he just jumps out of bed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is he initiating that countdown? Or is like like the
0: clock doing no, it? No, initi- He initiates it in his own head. He counts down. Five, four, three, two, one. Bang. He's out. I, I,
1: I think I do that a little bit. It was like, no, this is it. You need to go. You need to do this. Okay. Three, two, go, and you're just off and running. And that's
0: and that's you're entering into your discomfort zone.
1: The the hardest is always the first step, whether that's out of bed or the step towards that thing that you really want to do.
0: Well, and our mind just tends to excuse us and justify our inaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, we've talked about the Chinese uh, phrase that says. Uh, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. The next best time is right now. Mm -hmm. So, gee, if I started that, uh, I I should have planted that tree 20 years ago, there's no sense in planting it now. There was a,
1: just, just recently, like there was, (laughs) I found myself in a meeting about all these like step forwards we needed to take and realizing, well, okay, this is the list that we were going to try in 2018 and never did. This is the stuff in 2019 that we never did. I was like, Okay. Well, what are the first steps? Like cuz we talked about them and then moved on. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the first step? Who which which one of us is doing the th- next thing? And what is that next thing?" So there's like we know where to go from here cuz that's the thing that I don't think was discussed. Um in in a lot of the cases, some of the cases it was on me and I completely whiffed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be completely honest about it. But but no, and it, it, it is fear of cuz these are things that are supposed to Uh, uh, be positive moves. And and it is, is like fear of going down that path or adding another path to what we're
0: doing and things like that. Like that's something that I definitely dealt with today. Sure. And again, there's the fear and we use much justification in our lives for inaction. Uh, Maybe somebody, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine once told me, Oh boy, I'd really like to get a master's degree. However, it's going to take three years. So I asked them, I said, well, do you hope and expect to be alive in three years? We'll say well sure I do well at the end of three years either you will have the master's degree or you will not mm-hmm mm mm-hmm. and
1: then you're you know is that worthwhile you know it, it, it's it really is um, you know there's a lot of you know I wish I could do this I want to do this and I'm like well why haven't you yet you know what is
0: holding you back well when uh, you and I we left seclair with the dr. Doctor Chaudhry had left to go to Arizona, and so we, uh, we, you started this gig here that you had, and uh, started Namaste Holistic Counseling.
1: I think I left much before that, actually. You left before that,
0: yes. And uh, my son asked me, asked me, he said, "Well, Dad, what if you fail?" And I said, "Well, Jimmy, then I fail."
1: (laughs) That is one of the things, you know, um, startup culture in in technology has been, you know, it's kind of been a boogeyman the last couple of years, you know, we're talking about our Googles and our antitrust, but I, I do remember, and uh, I don't know how healthy it was in the way that this was happening in the, in the, you know, not to get into the California startup bro culture, but a lot of the ideas were, you know, how many, okay, how many, how many startup companies have failed on your watch? Was not necessarily a, a, detriment to you it was experience right like there was a a fear of failure like you know hey you're going to take a shot at this thing and it's going to work or not i remember there was a there's a there was an application company that says we're gonna we're gonna develop a new we're gonna put out a new software application of some sort once a two months maybe like they were on their sixth iteration there was something called meerkat of course now you know a version of that of like Facebook live with your phone and Periscope on Twitter and things like that, which I think recently died, you know, like that was their one, you know, and they were just like that pushing or like, let's try this. Let's try this. If we fail, we'll learn from it and move to the other thing. Right.
0: Well, that's, that's correct. Uh, And when we, and again, you and I often talk about taking perspective and it's not, you can take it as a failure or you can take it as something that you found out that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the idea is not to do it again. If you continue to go opening that same door that the tiger's behind, then shame on you.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like, hey, maybe we should try stop doing these kinds of jobs. Maybe we should stop making these kinds of decisions, you know, because it seems to
0: always bite us in the end. Well, and again, we've talked about this and I often – Give this illustration at rehab centers that I speak at. When I say uh, this, gen this statement's generally uh, credited to Einstein, but many people uh, have used it, and it's the definition of insanity mm-hmm. is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yes. Um, however, there's another definition to that too. It's when you try something again and again and again. And you know, basically know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like having that drink or a drug, salt machine handle, some type of addiction that you have in your life. You know what's going to happen. Yet, what do you do?
1: You just roll around. it Because yeah. it's it's that like you're comfortable with even that bad path, right? You
0: do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You do it anyway. It's like, have you ever had a in your life, Mike, did you ever have a friend who really wasn't a friend? Uh, certainly. Yes. But however, you kept going back to that person and you knew what you were going to get. Mm-hmm. You knew you couldn't trust them.
1: It was hurtful when you started going to that frame and be like, listen, I don't trust you anymore. You know, like we can work on this, but you're not, I can't rely on
0: you, you know? Well, and this is one of the misconceptions about marriage and family therapists. People assume that they're trained and their main purpose is, to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of their role is to determine whether or not this relationship can or should be saved.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just having an outside assessment.
0: That's correct. Mm-hmm. So, what therapists often do is put people in a discomfort zone, because the reason that they came to you, their way's not working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have what we want to do is in a gentle way help people recognize their blind spots in their life. Mm -hmm. When you keep doing something, you keep pressing something and it doesn't work. However, you have that blind spot. We've talked before Mike about the 12 step philosophy of you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. That goes for depression. That goes for anxiety. That goes for relationships. That goes for a business operation. Mm -hmm. It's like a, maybe a pitcher, an athlete that keeps their, whatever they're doing is not working. They're hitting home runs off a person. But it takes another set of eyes to take a look at that individual and find out, hey, this isn't working. Here's, here's, the, here's the mechanics that I'm seeing that are faulty. But we can't, we just can't seem to do that ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're maybe you've beaten your head against the wall sometimes. Why isn't this podcast working? I just can't seem to get any audience. I can't seem to get any gone. However, because you're so enmeshed on the inside of that, you can't take stand back and take an objective view.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's something I do often to have somebody look at. be like, hey, listen to the show, Steve. What am I? What am I missing out on? What's not happening here? You know, I, and I've I've had I've had friends do that for. Our longest running shows several times, you know, and and making me aware of things was like, oh, I didn't realize that was happening. I didn't realize that's, you know, something that's happening with the audience or something. Right. So.
0: Artists. Mm. Novelists. Mm-hmm. Bloggers. People like that. That when you're writing a professional paper or any type of a paper, it's standard procedure to ask someone, maybe two or three people, to proofread it and... hmm Take a critical view. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're pointing out blind spots because you can't see it because you're inside the article. When you can't see the forest from the trees. That's that's correct. So what we're asking people to do is to enter that discomfort zone, to gently challenge Mm themselves to get into that discomfort zone and find out what works and what doesn't work. And we don't know. And what's holding us back is our old friend fear. Our old friend fear. So when we confront fear, and again, we're going to talk about courage, is the ability to deal with fear. If we wouldn't have fear, we we wouldn't probably last until tomorrow morning. Okay? If you didn't have any fear, would you stop at a stop sign? No, No. No, you wouldn't, would you?
1: It informs. It's a calculated informing of risk,
0: right? So again, the gamble and a risk. Running through a stop sign is a gamble. Mm -hmm. You could lose everything.
1: Uh, My friend's sister had was the one with the car, and would take us on a ride. And they would, there would always be this. uh, There was this bridge down by the river, and there was a uh, there was a railroad on each side of it. Not too far from from the other end of the bridge, and for whatever reason, they had no lights on them, and she would go from the top of the, and it was down a hill and then up another hill, and she would take that from the top straight through, not looking straight through both of those train tracks, hmm. not even the chance to look because she was going so fast because she had to make that other hill <laughs> and wouldn't otherwise okay. and I was like, but what if a train comes?
0: Then your gamble didn't pay off. Exactly. Exactly. Your gamble did not pay off. However, I guess that person viewed it as a risk and not a gamble. And
1: my fear said, maybe you
0: should take a different route. Well, <laughs> so. that'd certainly be a wise mind choice, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So as we're ending our podcast tonight, Mike, there was i uh, I'd like to bring something to our friends' attention out there. Something that I recently read about, uh, when Pope Francis was in Iraq meeting an Ayatollah uh, to discuss uh, the persecution of the religious Christian minority. And uh, Pope Francis gave something that was so profound, I believe, that he said that the biggest blasphemy that one can commit against God, the creator of the divine, however you want to determine it, is to hate your brothers and sisters. The greatest blasphemy is to hate your brothers and sisters. So I'd like everyone to just take a few moments and absorb that and let that sink in. When we talk about uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, when we talk about liberty and justice for all, I'd like you to, in your own mind, find out what all means to you. And a free prescription fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free. Namaste. Until we meet again, my friends.
1: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show